concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with difficult questions. So she came to Jerusalem with a very large, what is that word? Retinue. Retinue, anyways. Group of people with camels carrying spices and very much <laughs> gold and precious <laughs> stones. <laughs> when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was hidden from the king, which he did not explain to her. When the queen of Sheba perceived all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his waiters, and their attire, his cupbearers, and his stairway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. Nevertheless, I did not believe the reports until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. You exceed in wisdom and prosperity the report which I heard. How blessed are your men, how blessed are these your servants who stand before you continually and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you to set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. She gave the king a hundred and twenty talents of gold and a very great amount of spices and precious stones. Never again did such abundance of spices come in as that which the queen of Sheba gave, Sol gave King Solomon. Through 13? 13. Also the kings of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought in from Ophir a very great number of almug trees and precious stones. The king made of the almug trees supports for the house of the Lord, and for the king's house also lyres and harps for the singers. Such almug trees have not come in again, nor have they been seen to this day. King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire which she requested, besides what he gave her according to his royal bounty. Then she turned and went to her own land together with her servants. All right, so you've got the uh, Queen of Sheba kind of fulfilling the same roles those two women did at the beginning of Solomon's career, kind of verifying independently his greatness. She doesn't really think he is that great, that rich, that wise. She's going to test him with difficult questions. So she comes and, and uh, wow. Solomon tells her everything in her heart, answers all her questions. Um, just amazing. You know, Solomon is so much wiser, so much richer, so much more magnificent than what she'd ever even imagined. You know, people would walk away from seeing Solomon, well, I never, you know, it's just uh, unbelievable. Just so much more than you can even tell. And, you know, she recognized that the Lord was the source of, of these blessings, which was uh, certainly good on her part. Jesus makes the point that here she comes from all that way to hear Solomon. And I'm wiser than Solomon. You know, shouldn't people go to even greater lengths to see and listen to Jesus? Uh, because you know, greater than, than uh, Solomon is here. So, but this really confirms and verifies, you know, Solomon was so amazing. Comments and questions? Was she cocky to think that she could stump him? Like, I well, normally think you could, wouldn't you? I don't know. But she brought camels, loads, loads of gold and spices. Gifts ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to hit the casinos while she was down there, I guess. 
I get I get the picture of them kind of sparring, you know, like, well, what about this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. well, this. Yeah. And it's all, and then finally she's like, I give up. Yeah. <laughs> it really is that great. There's no more spirit in her. <laughs> yeah. But what's funny is after seeing some of these things, you know, after... The stairway? Yeah. Yeah, the stairway. You know, when she perceived this wisdom and the house and the food and the seating order and the attendance and the swatch <laughs> and the cupbearer. Yeah, she's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and the color scheme that he used in the house. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird the things that... Yeah, and I the mean, stairway. No, she's just like... It was quite a stairway, man. I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> Your interior decorator. I must have him down here to redo my palace. <laughs> it must have been really something. I guess. But the order, the seating of the seating of yeah. the servants. He, she, he, she thinks he's well organized. Yeah, that's right. And that they're all. It's a well greased machine. I mean, were they seated by, Memorial by machine, height? <laughs> you know, perfect order. <laughs> what's what's the seating of the servants? Uh, Wouldn't that be the big deal? I mean, probably looking at what what elaborate seats even the servants sit in. I don't know. Or possibly the number of servants. Maybe so. And and maybe we know that Solomon liked to organize things later on with the singers and the courses of the priests and. And all of that, I think that was Solomon. He was OCD. And so, <laughs> all, of, all of the organizational stuff just showed his wisdom. He managed his household well, kind of thing. So. She is definitely impressed. So that's the Queen of Sheba. Mm -hmm. Where is Sheba? Sheba would have been down toward Arabia in that area. Across from Ophir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was mentioned in the location of over. Oh, okay. Is it around Ethiopia? Not exactly. It's, it's in Saudi Arabia. I was Arabia. informed of yeah. by my old history teacher, but... Ophir is near Ethiopia, but uh, at Sheba is Saudi Arabia. I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't have a modern map. What has she heard about all this? I think news gets around. They didn't have the internet. Well, I mean, there were ways <laughs> that <laughs> had women. What? News gets around. What did you? They had women. Had women. They, yeah. they didn't have the internet, but they had women. This is good. But I mean, he had a very large amount of land. I mean, and Africa's not that far from here. So she brings him another 120 talents. Yeah, that's right. That's if he needed it. And a whole bunch of spices, which never again were brought in. Although he gives her a bunch of stuff in verse 13. Yeah, and then he turns around and gave her stuff. Whatever. Surprised he didn't try to marry her. Yeah. Maybe she's already taken. You don't read about the kings. All right, well, Solomon's wealth. This is uh, really amazing, 14 to 22. Now the weight of the gold which came into Solomon in one year was 656 talents of gold. Besides that, from the traders and the wares of the merchants and all the kings of the Arabs and the governors of the country. King Solomon 
made 200 large shields of beaten gold using 600 shekels of gold on each large shield. He made 300 shields of beaten gold using three minas of gold on each shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with refined gold. There were six steps to the throne and around top to the throne at its rear and arms on each side of the seat and two lions standing beside the arms. Twelve lions were standing there on the six steps on the one side of and on the other, nothing like it was made for any other kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. None was of silver. It was considered value. It was not considered valuable in the days of Solomon. For the king had at sea the ships of Tarshish with the ships of Hiram. Once every three years, the ships of Tarshish came bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. So, just whatever you want, <laughs> whole menagerie, apes and peacocks. But he was wealthy. You know, he got 666 talents of gold just from the regular taxation. And uh, then, you know, what do you do with a lot of gold? Make big shields up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to do something with it. <laughs> That's what I do with all my gold. <laughs> oh, wow. And gold is not very strong, so I don't know even how a shield would do. But you know, what were these gold. shields for? Well, they must have been... Metal plated? Yeah, because 600 shekels, I'm not sure that would be enough. I mean, they were gold plated instead of solid gold. Fifteen pounds of gold. Yeah. 600 shekels. That'd be pretty heavy, but... Were these useful? Or just oh, just they were decorative, weren't they? In the I mean, do you use gold shields? I can't imagine you actually using gold shields in a real battle. At peace during a lot of this time, so... Having ceremonial them. troops so that the Queen of Sheba can walk through a And they were carried off aisle. later when they came in. Yeah, yeah they had to be restocked later. frequently. <laughs> and then they got made of bronze. Yeah, because they were... Yeah. Gold's 14 times in this chapter. Mm. really emphasized. And gold's so common that the bottom fell out of the silver market. Nobody wants silver anymore. You got all this gold floating around. Is that called inflation? Yeah, I guess. Deflation. That too. Flooding the market. But apes and peacocks are only mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Those are a little more rare. They were more valuable. If you can use your apes to get your... Um, get your peacocks. That's how we got his wives. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to ask any questions on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he does just a lot with this gold. You know, he's decorating the palace with the shields. And uh, he uh, overlays the throne in 18 to 20 with uh, refined gold on top of a throne of ivory and, and so forth and so on. Uh, and in verse 21, he makes household items. You know, it's, it's very much emphasis on all that he had, all the gold, all the everything. A little worrisome because the kings were not supposed to multiply silver and gold to themselves, and if anybody multiplied those things, it was Solomon. He wasn't multiplying silver. No, no. 
because he had so much of it, you know. Do you think it's significant that there were 666 talents of gold? I don't know. It was not that it was bad. He shouldn't have had it all. <laughs> Maybe. I had other thoughts. What's with the lion? Power? The lions of the tribe of Judah? Maybe? Oh, he would have been from Judah, wouldn't he? Twelve lines, twelve tribes, six steps, two on each. It's quite elaborate. It's quite a throne, quite a stage, you know. Were there twelve lines or fourteen? Twelve. But they said there were two, and then there were twelve lines standing on the six steps, so I thought there were two beside oh, the throne, right. and then six on each side going down, so there's seven uh, on okay. each side. Gotcha. You may be right. Unless the top step is where the throne is. Probably. I mean, if they were made of gold, I'm sure they didn't leave them. <laughs> I don't know what they're made of. It does it say? Well. You know, you've got passages like First uh, Kings fourteen twenty-five. Now it happened in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, the king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. He took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house, and he took everything, even taking all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. And Rehoboam put shields of bronze in their place. So I don't know whether he took, every, you know, certain other things, but at least he even took the shields of gold. That's uh, 1 Kings 14, uh, 25, and 26. Didn't take long, huh? No, it, that's right. Yeah. It you know, I, I've made the assumption that these lions were statues. Yeah. What if they weren't? <laughs> what if they're real? real I don't lions? think you can get her to stand still for that long. <laughs> well, I, I tend to agree with you, but it just occurred to me. What if they were real lions? That Nothing like it was made for any other kingdom. Very good. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're that would just be kind of weird. That is interesting. They have apes and peacocks, but I still have lions. Mm -hmm. Now what did he do with apes and peacocks? Peacocks, he used the feathers to make pretty stuff. Apes, they're your court gestures, bitches. <laughs> 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 We're bored. Bring in the apes. <laughs> All right, uh, 23 to 29. So King Solomon became greater than all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. All the earth was seeking the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. They brought every man his gift, articles of silver and gold, garments, weapons, spices, horses, and mules, so much year by year. Now Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen, and he had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And he stationed them in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. The king made silver as common as stones in Jerusalem, and he made cedars as plentiful as sycamore trees that are in the lowland. Also Solomon's import of horses from Egypt and Kew, and the king's merchants procured from them from Kew for a price. A chariot was imported from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. 
and by the same means they exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and to the kings of the Arameans. And it worries you in verse 23 that uh, he's, he's greater than all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. The riches seems to be kind of, you know, usurping the place of the wisdom right here. Did yeah. God promise that though? Like, since you asked for wisdom? Yeah, but not that the riches would become the main focus. Well, right. Well, it seems to me like he's not very wise by accumulating all this stuff. That seems kind of different because you're not supposed to do this, so that's pretty dumb. Yeah, but you're the king. You know, um, I mean, it says in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 17, 14, when you go in and get a king, not multiply horses, you know, not multiply wives, and not greatly increase silver and gold. So if he was so wise, why hadn't he read that? Well, I think he had. I mean, he's supposed to make a copy of it, even write a copy of it. But wisdom doesn't mean you follow the wisdom. People can be wise, and they can actually know the right thing, but then they give in to their desires, and they don't do it. You know, I mean, how many times in our lives have we known better than what we've done? You ever known better than what you did? And what would we say? Well, why didn't they do this if they knew that? Well, that's actually a good question, but we don't a lot of times. So I think Solomon just didn't follow what he knew. These ought to be alarm bells, though. I mean, by the time we've seen him multiply everything he wasn't supposed to multiply, you know, you're wondering, whoa, this doesn't look good. Notice he even um, sells uh, chariots to the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Arameans that will later be involved in maybe using even these weapons to attack him, you know. That was not very wise. All right, comments and questions about this? I'm going to be a weapons dealer. <laughs> Is that a lot or not a lot for a uh, chariot? I don't know the answer. Well, they're only paying in silver, and there's tons of silver, so I think that's not a lot. 15 pounds of silver and 3.75 pounds of silver for a horse. Well, if you're selling it for the same price you're buying it, they're not making any money. Why are right. they doing that? That just seems really not wise. Well, and it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't say that they... So by, for the same means. By the same means, so in the same manner. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. Other thoughts? Well, the real problem with Solomon, chapter 11, verses 1 to 13. Now King Solomon loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, Hittite women, from the nations concerning uh, which the Lord had said to the sons of Israel, you shall not associate with them, neither shall they associate with you. For they will surely turn your heart away from their away after their gods, Solomon held fast to these in love. 
And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned his heart away. For it came about when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away after the other gods, and his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. For Solomon went after <clears throat> Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the detestable idol of the Ammonites. And Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and did not follow the Lord fully, as David his father had done. And Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the detestable idol of Moab, on the mountain which is east of Jerusalem, and for Molech, the detestable idol of the sons of Ammon. Thus also he did for all the foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Now the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice, and had commanded him concerning these things that he should not go after other gods, but he did not observe what the Lord had commanded. So the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of your father David, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. So you see the root sin here. What's that? Yeah, he's got all these foreign wives, which means he's got a lot of kids with foreign moms, including uh, Rehoboam, which makes makes you wonder about that. Um, and God had specifically said not to do this. And what was the effect on Solomon once he got old? His heart was turned away after other gods. Yes. It looked to me like his resistance wore down. And he was increasingly divided. Um, you know, can we fall away when we've been faithful to God for a long time? Can we act against what we know is right? We can't. So we have to really be wise about that. Would you have ever thought Solomon would have done this? And he's even... You know, he's building the temples and idols to these gods and worshiping these gods. You know, of all the things. Why would he do that? To try to keep them happy? Sure. The, the, and the, the pressure, the influence. It's really tragic. You know, Solomon's life shows you bad relationships can really destroy you. You know, you get too close to the wrong people, especially you're married with them, and pretty soon they have a hold of your heart and they got the key in their hand and they turn you away from God to the wrong things. That's exactly what happened here. Why do you think he married all those women? I was wondering if it was kind of almost, almost like political alliances me because you have all the earth seeking the presence of Solomon and all of these people are bringing him stuff and the you know Pharaoh had gotten in first so to speak with his daughter marrying Solomon and so these other kings and and officials here have one of the daughters of our people and for him to refuse to marry or take as a concubine one of these women would have been, a, you know, a political, diplomatic 
a front and and it could have had a problem with in that sense at any rate i think it does ha help him politically you know you marry into all these royal families around you and so forth and and so it it may be that you know he wasn't so much thinking about there being spiritual impact this is going to help him in his relationships with others you know i mean he seemed to care about some of them uh, but we have to stop and think, well, what's going to happen to me if I do this? You know, if I do the thing that God warned me not to do, what kind of, well, I know, I know, I know, I know what to do. I, I you know, I've already, I don't have to worry about me, I know. Well, so did Solomon. Solomon knew very well, he knew exactly the right thing, but he was still influenced by this close relationship with these women that God had told him not to have. So, I mean, it's a great lesson to us that we really got to be careful that, you know, we can't just say, well, I know a lot that knowledge needs to impact us. If we know how dangerous this is, then don't do it. Don't just say, well, I know I can handle it. Solomon didn't handle it. And, you know, for him to build the altars and the high places to these foreign gods, I mean, wow. That's really not good. So how did the Lord feel about this? Yeah, he didn't, uh, he was jealous. He didn't expect there to be any rival to him. And, and there was, and so the Lord said to Solomon, because you've done this and haven't kept my covenant, I'm going to tear the kingdom from you and give it to your servant. I'll give you just one tribe. Which tribe was that, by the way? Judah Benjamin. You're going to get this wrong. What? Judah Benjamin. <laughs> well, Judah Benjamin is two. Benjamin. Yeah, I feel like they got... Okay. Correct. Benjamin was given to Solomon and the tribe of Judah. So Solomon and his tribe got Benjamin. The other ten tribes were in the north. That's the consequences of Solomon's Solomon and, and the house of Judah received one tribe, Benjamin. So he keeps his own tribe. Yeah, we're assuming that Solomon is, is in this and he gets one tribe, that's Benjamin. So Judah gets Benjamin and the other ten are in the north. I think that's the best explanation. You know, I don't know what to do with Simeon. Because <laughs> they're definitely not in the north. However. There's, there's a note that says. However. <laughs> I can find where I need to be. And I, I probably need to be. I think I. I know it's 15.9, but I don't remember which, which book. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles 15.9, you're right. I know it's 15.9. I know, I know the book, uh, chapter and verse. I just don't know the book. He gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon who resided with them for many defected to him from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with them. Isn't that interesting? He gets these people from Simeon along with Manasseh and Ephraim to join him and Benjamin down in the south. I don't know what to say about that, because that's not where they were, but I think that's a great curiosity. Who gets, who's he? 
Uh, he is Asa. Asa. Well, I thought that Simeon was like that's, that's, that's the problem. That's the question. But it says that he joined them from Israel. So maybe they were still maybe they migrated. Yeah, but so I'm saying they must have somehow yeah been up there. Is there any other passage that talks about people from Simeon coming down? I was looking. I don't remember another one. Because what was this? Was that one? Because whenever the kingdom split, initially there were those who came. Yeah, but, but I don't, I don't know that we've got tribes on those. That's Second yeah. Chronicles 11, among other passages. Um, Chronicles 11, verses 14 to 17, we don't have tribes. So I don't know. That is a bit of a perplexing thing because Simeon should have been in the territory, more or less, of Judah. And yet they seem to be treated in Second King, Second Chronicles fifteen nine, like they were part of the northern kingdom. So I don't have an answer for that. This note just says that they had apparently migrated north. Yeah, that's okay. I, I mean that that's certainly what it appears to be. I don't know of any anything else that tells us that they've done that. Because then they have set boundary lines in the. South? Well, they just got some cities inside of Judah. I don't know how boundary line it was, but for them. They didn't have the hold to the river of this place and this thing. Not really. Because what weren't wasn't that tribe one of them that was, was cursed. decimated earlier, so they didn't have enough people to fill out their portion of the land. I don't know about that. Or something, and they moved. They moved in. I think somebody did that. Dan moved. Was. Dan yeah. moved, but that's not the same thing. I you vaguely know. remember what you're talking about, but I have no idea who it was. What, what is it? Is that from the end of Judges? Like, some people didn't have enough people to live where they were, so they took some more or something. That was from the end of Judges, aren't you? Were they... Were they, yeah, where there weren't enough men for the Benjamites, there weren't women for the Benjamites, and so End they, of Joshua, maybe. I don't Judges. know. Um, the and that's the end of tonight. Okay, the inheritance of the sons of Simeon was taken from the portion of the sons of Judah, for the share of the sons of Judah was too large for them, so the sons of Simeon received an inheritance in the midst of Judah's inheritance. Oh, Joshua 19. So it was Judah who had too big of a piece, so to speak.